We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It's the Bart Winkler Show. Radio Joe is on the show today. I made fun of Radio Joe for his Lucas Ersig take. And so I thought, man, I don't want to talk behind his back. I'd rather make fun of him to his face. So Radio Joe is on the show a little bit later today. I wanted to talk about the Brewers to start because I've been not talking about the Brewers or I've been talking about how I'm not watching the Brewers. I watched, I didn't watch Friday, but I watched a good portion of it Saturday and almost all of Sunday. And, uh, I want to talk about it, and that's what I was going to lead with today. But this Heat-Celtics game was just too damn funny not to talk about. The Heat beating the Celtics in game three, I actually came down to the basement to record this as the fourth quarter started because if uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to sit, I mean, Hauser's in there, Pritchard's in there, uh, Luke Cornett's in there. Celtics flat out gave up, and they gave up long before the substitutions of the fourth quarter. And it's hard not to think about the Bucks. Bucks was trending on Twitter for a while last night because of this game. And, and Knicks fans are looking at this too. What the Heat are doing right now is incredible. And it does go to strengthen the argument that the regular season's irrelevant. It's relevant in the fact that you need to get there. You need to get into the playoffs. But that's it. Doesn't matter what seed you are. Doesn't matter what your record is. Are you healthy? And do you have somewhat of an idea of what kind of team you want to be in the playoffs? That's all you need. All season, I talked about the Bucs and how it was a Broadway play. The regular season was a dress rehearsal. Find out what's going to benefit you in the playoffs. They didn't do that. They they lost Giannis and then you know kind of freaked out a little bit. You should play games without Giannis. You should try to find out. How do we win without Giannis? How do we win without Middleton? How do we win without Drew? What young guys could step up when we need a change of pace? And they didn't do that. Another team that didn't really do that, so you kind of got like old school and new school. You've got the Western Conference, which, yes, it's a seven seed in the Western Conference Finals, and the Warriors were six, and they got past the three. But if the Nuggets get out of there after 3-0, and we'll go live Monday night, Brewers play, which was the intention, but I will watch the Nuggets and Lakers. So after that game is when I'll tape the live show Monday night around you know 10 o'clock or so. 
Central Time for those three of you on the East Coast. Uh, that's that's what we'll do. And we'll talk some Brewers, of course, but also, I mean, maybe the Lakers series is over, or maybe my guy LeBron gets it done and becomes the first player ever to come back from a 3-0 deficit on the first team ever. 143-0 is the record of teams that go up 3-0 in a series, which now could go to 145-0 because the Nuggets are there and the Heat are going to be there. The uh, NBA Finals, by the way, don't start until June 1st. So this round of the playoffs could theoretically end Tuesday night, and we will have a week and a half between games. It's gonna be like the it's gonna be feel like the NFL or like Super Bowl week. We'll have a week to preview Nets Heat or Nuggets Heat. I think a lot of people I've already seen Nuggets in five predictions. You, I mean, what do the what do the Heat need to do to show you not to count them out anymore? What what else do they need to do? What do they need to do? They went into Boston, won both games, then go to Miami, and were a four and a half point underdog. Not like one or two, four and a half. That is insulting. And the Heat are going to beat the Celtics by 20, 25, 30 points. It is simply amazing what they are doing. And yeah, you can say Heat culture or Spolstra or undrafted guys. The guys are just flat out getting it done on the court. Jimmy Butler. This is the stuff of legend. Bam. Bam's been kind of like a joke. Like not a live up to the potential kind of guy. He's quietly, because of what Jimmy's doing, he's having a really good playoffs. Vincent and Struess and Martin and even a little bit of Robinson when they need him. Lowry's been pretty effective off the bench. I thought it was funny. Kevin Love gets hurt, and then Cody Zeller's in there a little longer than normal. Reggie Miller's like, how little do they disrespect you when they're running plays for Cody Zeller? Yeah. Well, the Celtics don't even show up. And that, to to bring me back to the regular season, on one hand, you have the Nuggets, who, if they make the NBA Finals, they were the number one team. The regular season mattered. They got through it all. They got home court, and here they are. But to the Heat, this is this is the weird thing about these playing games and and the wild card for a while with baseball. If you get in, you like you want to be there, but then it is a coin flip because if you lose, your season's over, and you're like, why did you, why did we want to be here? But if you win, the momentum that you get from that is such a boost. It is such a boost. Now, when you look at what the Heat have done so far in these playoffs, they're up three zero. I believe the Knicks series was that a five game series, and the Bucks, like. I'm not trying to argue that the Bucs should feel good for themselves for losing. They lost. But that doesn't mean that this isn't funny. And it doesn't bring me joy. Because it does. The Heat doing this to the Bucs, or the Heat doing this to the Celtics, brings me immense joy. In a world where joy is, you, you, you know, it's hard to find joy some days. This, my joy cup runneth over. I cannot get more joy from this. I will be having bad days for the next five years. And all I'll need to do is not think about the smile or the laughter of my son. Or the day I met and fell in love with my wife. I will think about this series. And it will turn any frown upside down. 
into an upside-down frown, more commonly referred to as a smile. This, this is like, you know, the spank bank. This is the, this is the joy bank. God, I, I mean, this is more erotic to me than porn. This box score, I'm like, next time I'm on a work trip far away, I'm gonna pull up this box score. Lights candles, take a bubble bath. I mean, I'm, I'm like, this, this is awesome. This is, I'm not. This is awesome. I wonder who I root for in this series. You know, because I don't like the Heat. I don't. I don't like the Heat. I like what they're doing. I, I respect what they're doing. I like that Jimmy Butler's cocking off about timeouts. I look. I like that he's like made it a mission to make Grant Williams' life a living hell. This is competition. This is sports. This is what it should be. You got to, you know, respect each other off the court. On the court, anything goes. And this is the kind of stuff, like, parents don't like when their youth kids do it. This this motherfucker, Al Horford, is getting on his knees to call timeout. He loses the game. Jimmy Butler does it two games later. That is fucking hilarious. Against this mighty Celtics team that always gets the benefit of the doubt. They always do. Doris Burke and Mark Jones in the whole league. They love them. Hubie Brown. Everybody that is associated with this association loves the Boston Celtics. And now what? They're getting dominated. Embarrassed. Mike Muscala has entered the game. Just flat out embarrassed by the Heat. And they'll still be idiots that think the Heat, the, the Celtics can come back. Now, I'm an idiot that isn't going to Shut the door on the Lakers. I'm not going to shut the door. 143-0 for the team sub 3-0. And I will talk about Denver in a minute, but, man, unbelievable stuff. So the question with the Bucs then is, did they fire Bud too soon? I want to address that. Let's do a tease. I'll address that coming up. Uh, Before that, I want to remind you about my good, good friends at Happy Place Hemp. Guys, you want to talk about joy when when joy seems lost? If you don't have a box score ready to look at this game, please have a gummy ready. That's going to bring you some joy. Great stuff. You don't have to drive, you know. You don't have to drive that far. You could just have it shipped to your house. You could go to Muskego if you want. Check out what's going on in Muskego. Uh, but you can also just have it shipped to your house. Gummies. Uh, the THC with the, it's in tinctures. They got CBD uh, oils and lip balm, and you know, however you want to use it, you can use it. Gummies being the most popular way, very easy. You chew one. I mean, if you want to chew and like savor the flavor, it's not like gum. I mean, you know, it's it's it's. I think it, I think the flavor does last longer than fruit stripe gum used to. That stupid zebra. But uh, yeah, have a gummy, relax, enjoy yourself. You know, especially if you've taken 22 days off from drinking and still like to feel a certain way at night. Gummies have been great. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. B-A-R-T at happyplacehemp.com. 25% off with that promo code every single time you use it. First, second, third, 100th. The promo code is BART. Get some by the end of the month. You got to stock up for Memorial Day. Why? I don't know. Just do it. And I like when you guys screenshot it to me and show me. 
That's cool. That makes me feel good. I like to see my name. Bart. Happyplacehemp.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So do the Bucks rehire Mike Budenholzer? I don't think they should. Like they, I don't think they will. I think if they did, and the argument is they reacted to losing to an eight seed. This isn't your standard eight seed. This isn't your standard NBA anymore. And frankly, what options out there are like that intriguing? If you're not going to hire Bud back, don't hire a Bud clone. Hire somebody outside the box. You fired Bud for a reason. So hire somebody else, former player. Get Ty Lue somehow. Get Sam Cassell over here. I would be more prone, and I, I'd like them to hire a former player if that if that if that's what they did. They they fired Bud. Don't hire don't hire a different looking Bud. You know, just get someone. Because that, that's what that's what these NBA playoffs have done is all these coaches are getting fired and now all these teams are like, well, fuck, who's going to coach us now? Nobody knows. And if Bud's a front runner for some of these other jobs, look, couples break up all the time over slight misunderstandings. This was a slight misunderstanding. You thought he was cheating on you. He wasn't. It was just a wild series of events. Uh, it ended up being he was buying you a present for his and he got the help from your best friend. And, oh, what a disaster. You'll laugh about it years later. You know, it's never been done. But if the Bucks hired Budenholzer, I don't think it would be that massive of a story. If anyone, if any other coach got fired in any sport in history and was hired a month later, it'd be like, what is going on? Outside of the Yankees and George Steinbrenner with Billy Martin. But maybe that's this is the new thing. Maybe that's a new thing. Everyone would just be like, yeah, okay, I mean, the Heat, what are you going to do? At least the Bucks were competitive. At least they blew leads. At least they had leads to blow. Celtics are just flat out not even showing up. 
still, I still can't understand how they were a five and a half, four and a half point underdog at home. The heat after already winning two on the road. I think honestly, if Bud got hired again by the Bucks, most people would be like, yeah, all right. Makes sense. I mean, there's still like when it happened, there's still things. Okay. So let's play this out. If he comes back, I mean, you got to make some adjustments, dude. And you got to play young guys. And some some things have to be adjusted. But had they let this play out, I don't know that they fire him. Had the Bucks not fired Bud up to this point, and then you watch what the Heat are doing, they don't fire him. So I still agree, I guess, with the rationale of firing him, that they they went a certain way, this, this stalled out. To win a championship, you got to try something else. You got to go a new direction. I'm just saying, if they do hire him back, I don't think anyone's going to be like, what the? F-? I think they'll be like, eh, right. Okay. I mean, what the Heat are doing now. And again, if we're going to look forward to a Heat Nuggets series, I'm already seeing Nuggets in five. What are we doing? I'm actually, I want to see that series. You've got the unstoppable Nuggets here. And I think the Lakers have been playing very well in that series. The problem is they haven't won a game. It's been a good series, but it hasn't because it's 3-0. That's not a good series. There's been three good games. If the Lakers would have won any one of them, it'd be a good series. But it's not. It's 3-0. Possibly done this evening. But I want to see that unstoppable team against the Heat. I do want to see it because on both sides, you've had unstoppable like teams. One was supposed to be that team. One is a complete out of nowhere type of situation. So that would be a finals. I know everyone's going to say, well, the ratings of this is going to be good basketball. This is going to be good theater. And I'm not going to say nuggets in five. That's not to disrespect the nuggets. I don't want to disrespect the heat. And while I'm on the topic, fuck you, Denver. My God. Maybe I just need to unfollow Hardwood Paroxysm. We follow each other, Matt Miller. Had him on the show. But he's a Nuggets guy, and they're trying. The, the thing with the Nuggets, and I lectured them on CBS Sports Radio on Sunday. I lectured Nuggets fans. I don't know how many were listening, but I said, look, I'm a small market fan, and then my Bucks won. I've been there. I've been the guy who's like, hey, uh, Chuck, why don't we play this real quick? It's what da. It's what da. Uh, Ryan Holland said about Giannis, how could you do that? 414, let's get calls for an hour about people saying the same fucking thing. You know what gives you respect and credit in the NBA? Winning. Bucks got it. Now they're on national TV all the time. Everyone loves Giannis. Giannis can lose a series, have a fun quote. It's a Nike campaign. They've got respect because they won to earn it. Nuggets fans are out here crying the whole goddamn time. So is uh, Michael Malone. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. What are you, a fucking hundred? Put that in your pipe and smoke it? Came from the mouth of an NBA coach in 2023? I don't understand that. So what I've seen from the Nuggets fans, though, is Nuggets fans pissed that nobody's respecting them. Oh, it's the first time I've seen Jokic play. This is the first time you've seen Jokic play? No, she meant in person, you dumb fuck. Apologize for the language today. I don't like the Nuggets. I'm going to root for the Heat over the Nuggets. And I don't like the Heat. I don't like any of these teams left. 
All, all my rooting is vindictive. It's spite. I just want one. I Because then the Nuggets, what they were doing was, then after game three, people are like, oh, man, this uh, Caldwell post pretty good. Oh, I didn't realize how good Murray was. And Nuggets fans are like, oh, what took you so long? Well, do you want them to give you credit or not? You're asking for credit. Then you get credit. And now you're mad it didn't come sooner or they have to retroactively do it for the last. I mean, just relax. Just relax. The small market minor league mentality. On a related topic, the Milwaukee Admirals. What are you doing? Look, I love the Admirals. Okay? I've never had a bad altercation with the Admirals. Great people, great front office, great environment, great family fun, great hockey. Their social media accounts are clapping back at people because the Phoenix Coyotes might leave. And people are like, oh, I'd love to have a hockey team in Wisconsin. And the Admirals are like, someone tell them. You just look so minor, which I understand that they are. And I understand, like, there might be, you know, the, the, the Admirals are here. But if a, if a real hockey team, a real pro hockey team, NHL is what we're talking about, then that would be different. There's a lot of people who just can't get into it because it's minor league, but would love an NHL team. I would pay much more attention to the NHL. There was an NHL team in Milwaukee. I will support and root for the Admirals. They won last night. They're going to the Western Conference Circle Jerk or whatever the fuck they're doing. Congratulations. I'm so happy. Don't be tweeting out. It just makes you look worse. Yeah, it rallies your base. This is another thing I'm familiar with. Acting petty on Twitter to rally your base. Stop doing it. <laughs> or maybe not. I just... I just The Admirals, they got... Look... It's got to be a subject of sensitivity to them because there's not been an NHL team here, and there is good professional hockey here with a lot of these guys right now are from Nashville. They, like, played a bunch with the Predators. And I think you should get out and support the team. Watch a game. You know? I mean, but they are they're minor league hockey. That's what it is. I, I don't know. I just, I look at it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Again, love the admirals. Hashtag we are mill hockey, which is kind of a stretch. I never, is it supposed to mean we are Milwaukee and walkie hockey? I guess. Whatever their hashtag is now. I know everyone at the big 920 is tripping over themselves with, with glee. You know, I, I, I love them all over there. I don't want to say anything mean. I just think that it looks minor league doing what you're doing. Um, How about Michael Block? Got to talk about this guy. Michael Block comes out of nowhere. Now, he's been in the U.S. Open before. He's actually played a couple tournaments this year, but nobody knows who he is. He's a PGA professional. Each, you know, golf course has one. The guy there to give lessons. He's got his little office. Sometimes he'll help. He'll pinch hit in the shop. He'll pinch hit at the whatever. Uh, you know, he'll he'll rake some balls out of the water. He'll pick up the range balls. Then all of a sudden, this guy makes the cut, goes even par the first two days, does it again the third day, good enough to be in one of the final pairings on Sunday 
good enough to play with Rory McIlroy and then hits a hole-in-one and dunks a hole-in-one. And what's funny is, I'm going to talk to Radio Joe coming up here. I taped a conversation with Radio Joe Sunday at 10.30. And I want to talk to him for a few reasons. Catch up, shit on radio, um, Lucas Ersig. And I wanted to, sincerely, he had a hole-in-one last week, and I wanted to congratulate him on it. And so we talked, and it was nice to catch up. And uh, because I'm me, an asshole, I like to take people's great achievements and then find a flaw in them. So he said, I hit a hole-in-one. And he told me about it. And I said, Joe, don't you think for a true hole-in-one, it's got to, like, go straight in, like nothing but net, like a dunk? And he said, no, I hit a hole-in-one. I go, yeah, but did you? Because it... You'll hear that coming up. And we were just fucking around. I was just being a dick. And then Michael Block, of all people, dunks a hole-in-one later on that afternoon. Funny stuff. So when I talked to Joe about it, that had not happened yet. Also, I'm not in on this Brooks Kepka renaissance. I did not realize I had this much anger in me about Live Golf, but I don't like that they can just go to Live Golf and then come back and win of all majors the PGA championship. When you left the PGA for live, you left all of it. You left all the majors. You, you should have left Augusta. You left it all. Everything PGA associated, you left, especially the PGA championship. And then you just come back and win it. And now people are celebrating him. I don't know. I'm not like I've liked Brooks Kepka, but he went to the other team. And he can't, I, I, I was astounded how mad I was about that. I've gotten over it. I was mad. I was hot for like 20 seconds. And then I was going to tweet about it, which, you know, talking through it here, it's like, oh, okay. No, I understand where he's coming from. But if I tweeted, it'd be like the whole golf community would want to grill me. Just like I got grilled. Did you guys, were you aware of this? This old Brewers logo, apparently people like. I thought I was going to put a nonchalant tweet about the shitty 90s Brewer logo up on Friday, get a lot of high fives and ass slaps, and all of a sudden everyone thinks that this logo is the greatest thing that ever happened. Where did that come from? That logo sucks. That logo is awful. I said nobody even wears it unironically, the Motor Bame one. People are snapping me pictures where they're wearing it. Guys got the logo on the truck. No, that logo's junk. It's garbage. It also reflected a bad time in Brewers history and baseball history. But more importantly, the logo is just plain bad, which I guess is a very polarizing topic. So you're either with me or against me, and there is no middle ground. There's no one who's like, oh, that logo, eh, it is what it is. No, you either hate it or love it. I mean, there's no middle at all. This Heat game win final, 128-102. What a joke. What a what an absolute joke. All right, so Radio Joe, we will hear from. Uh, I am going to throw up our conversation on YouTube, I think, courtesy of the Dan Shaney Insurance Stream, danshaney.com for your insurance needs, whether it's auto or home or business, whatever he can help you out with. He's an independent guy. The main thing is he's got a bunch of tools at his disposal to find you the best rates. That's what he does. That's what he's been doing for a decade now. 414-732-2542. 414-732-2542. That's Dan Shaney. 
S-C-H-A-N-I.com. Radio Joe and myself reunite coming up. Let's bring in Radio Joe Zenzola, who, of this whole career in radio, has nothing to show for it except the Radio Joe name. Hey, Joe. Hi, Bart. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm flattered that you thought of me to invite me on your show. This is the first time I've ever been on here. Hopefully it's not the last, but it'll probably be the last. But I, I, I'm good. How are you? No, anybody that I know on a personal level that doesn't mind giving their time away for free is welcome to come on at any time. <laughs> Dude, it, it is it is so true though. Like, and this is this is why I will never launch my own podcast because I'm not doing it for free. There's just no way. I've done enough freebies in my radio career. There's just no way that that really it's like the amount of time and like with what you do right now, the amount of time you put into podcasts, you got to get something for it. So I, I, that's why, that's why I'm not doing a podcast and I would be lucky if I had five listeners, seriously, like, it's just the truth. Well, I would be one of them. I know you would. Maybe, maybe Sparky, maybe, maybe Tim. I don't know. Well, if, hey, if you ever need advice, do a golf pod. You'd like golf. no, 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 because I use my Twitter account at Radio Joe Sports. I use my Twitter account to just tweet out things that come to my mind. And sometimes I don't tweet for days, but I like to tweet about golf because I love golf. Um, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Get one like, two likes. Like, no one. No one comes to Twitter for golf takes. Um, and if they do come for golf takes, they're going to go to, you know, Jason Sobel or Gary D'Amato. They're, they're going to go to someone who is just so locked into golf. No one really cares what I have to say about golf. Even though I could, I could give you some really strong hot takes on golf, I, Bart, no one cares, man. No one, no one cares. And I believe me, I would love to tweet more about golf, but – it just sucks when you put a tweet out there and you get no reaction for it. You know what you need to do? The key in life to making a business is it's finding the niche that's not being served. Correct. Right. So why this podcast is working is because I'm talking about Wisconsin sports on a daily basis, which is not necessarily being served. Correct. Elsewhere. You... With your golf knowledge and love of, you need to be the guy that's pro-live golf tour. Like, really sink into live golf. Because there's nobody doing that. That would be a good niche for you. Well, I mean, it's pretty embarrassing how much live is so unorganized right now. Like, they can't get a golf course ready for a tournament. They can't broadcast it correctly. I mean, they have it on the damn CW. Like, who cares? Like no one's, no one's, no one's watching that. And then they, I think they like cut their last broadcast short. Like they were, they were like in the middle of a playoff and then they just pulled the plug on it. Like, what are you doing? Well, CW had programming to get to. Screw the CW. Who's watching the CW? Well, CW is actually in the news just as something separate, but they've been a big channel for like uh, Arrow and Flash and Smallville and these teen superhero dramas. 
Yeah, whatever. But because of the writer's strike, they've essentially canceled all those. And next year's fall lineup on the CW, this is I, I'm big into this kind of stuff, is going to be all shows licensed that have already been broadcast in Canada. So it's really even worse than like it was a joke before, but now it's now it's a joke that's not funny. Well, the the only thing I ever came to the CW for was the Mari show. Watch paternity test results, some lie detector tests. That was my entertainment when I was like 18 in the summer. And that was the only time I put on the CW. Oh, Maury's on. Let's see. Uh, let's see uh, who's the father today. The Live Golf Tour is coming to Chicago the weekend of September 22nd. If you and I want to go down there, if you get your podcast started, we could both get credentialed, I'm sure. I doubt it. Mm. I, I, yeah, whatever. What do you think about this uh, Michael Block character? We're talking on Sunday morning, and so I don't know who won the PGA yet, but this guy, that the, the tour pro that's like playing with Rory on a Sunday of a major. Yeah, and he uh, his reaction is just like, you know, get the hell out of here, really? Um, yeah, Michael Block is just, is just your typical dude that – you're probably going to play with at some point on a golf course this season. You're going to have a few beers with him. You're going to, you know, talk a lot of crap. Um, he's going to talk a lot of crap. It, it's just he is the most relatable golf figure you can find out there right now. It, it's pretty cool what he's doing. And, you know, I don't I don't expect the guy to win. Um, but if that guy were to finish – if he finishes like top four, top five, he picks up some serious exemptions. Like he gets like, uh, I think he gets temporary PGA tour status, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely the people's champ. I mean, everyone's gonna be rooting for him today. Well, I hope he doesn't get milkshake ducked. Uh, if you're not familiar with the term, <laughs> when somebody is on social media and like becomes a big star and then you realize like there's a bunch of awful shit in their history. So I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to fall too in love with this guy. Uh, I like him so far. How can you not? I'll just make sure that I mean it's 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 inspiration to golfers everywhere. And speaking of golfers everywhere, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Joe was Lucas Ersig. That's coming up. <laughs> Joe hit a hole in one this week, ladies and gentlemen. It's first ever. How about it. It's uh, it's crazy. I've um. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a good golfer. You know, for me, a good score is 81, 82. Like oh, that is, God. I would cut off my penis for that score. <laughs> it like that, that that's for me, that is, that's a great round. Um, otherwise on average, you know, 90, 91, 92, a really bad day for me is, you know, triple digits shooting over a hundred. Um, so I've been close to a hole in one a couple of times in the last couple of years, I have been very close and, you know, I'll post pictures of it. I'll put that on Facebook or Instagram at radio Joe sports as well for Instagram. Um, and you know, everyone makes the same joke when you make that post where you're like, Oh, I was a foot away from a hole in one today. They'll go, well, did you make the putt? And it's just sh shut up. Okay. Yeah. I did make the putt. I did get my birdie. Um, but yeah, I was in Florida and I was playing with a guy that I met last year on one of the courses down there and we kept in touch. And so he's a member at TPC Treviso Bay. So he has access to play all these different country clubs. Wait, so you met a guy just randomly golfing and then 
became his friend? Yeah. In fact, I do that with uh, quite a few people. It, it's fun. Oh. Golf, golf is, it, it, it's a, it, it really That's is. one part of me that I, I, that is not in my DNA. So kudos to you. you no, know, you seem like the kind of guy that can make friends on the golf course. Not on the golf. I, I want to be alone. Joe, I book the tea time after I book my tea time so that nobody's behind me. <laughs> well, I book early. Like all of my rounds, Bart, I will play the earliest tea time possible. So if it's 6 a.m., if it's 5.30, I don't care. I try to be the first one out there when I go out and play every morning. So I like to have no one in front of me. But if I get paired with someone, I don't have a problem with that at all because – 99% of the people I've been paired up with, I've enjoyed playing with. And I feel like I know them, you know, because we all have the same stuff in common. We have the same interests in common. So I, I have like last year alone, I made a lot of friends on the golf course and I've kept in touch with them. Well, congratulations on that. Um, yeah. So you, you play one of these TPC courses. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no. So, so anyway, long story short. So um, my, my buddy Pat, who I met, he has access to all these other country clubs. And so I was down in Naples and like 90% of the golf courses down there are private. So the fact that now I've got a friend who has a connection, he can get on these country clubs. So I played two different country clubs with him down in Florida. And on the second one I played, we were at the third hole. It was a par three, 165 yards. And Throughout my little golfing adventure in Florida, I've been leaving a lot of my shots short. I'm not that long of a hitter. So I was thinking, well, pins in the front. Let's try a six iron. If I hit it too far, at least I know I'm going to be in the center of the green or in the back of the green. So I get up there. I hit this six. And when I actually hit a good Bart, it's like this natural fade. So it starts left and then it works right. And as I saw it fade back into the green, the ball landed probably about six, seven feet from the cup. And then what happened was because of the spin, it kicked right towards the cup. It landed once, bounced again, and then just dropped in the cup. It disappeared. And wow. for that split second, you know, you're like, what? really? It went in? And, you know, so, and that's, that was my reaction. I'm like, it went in. And um, my buddy Pat and, and his friends who were playing, they all saw it. So right away, they get out of their carts. I'm hugging, fist bumping, doing all of that. They started, you know, taking my picture and stuff. And I'm, I kept thinking, I'm like, it did drop. I know I saw it disappear. So sure enough, I, I walked all the way up to the green. They got it on video. So if anyone thinks I'm a liar, it's all there. Oh, so I, oh it, was, it was captivating. Yeah. So, so the, the walk up there was really cool. And then I got up there and sure enough, there it is waiting for me in the cup. Um, so I took a few more pictures and it was, it, it's, it's a really surreal feeling because hole in ones are just, they're not a common thing. No matter how much you play the game of golf, there's a lot of people that golf their entire lifetimes and they never get a hole in one. So for some people, they may have five hole-in-ones in their lifetime, and they're not even, like, great golfers. It just I had a hole-in-one once. I faked it, but I had one. Well, of course you did. Of course you did. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was um, 
Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the only one I get in my entire lifetime, but it's, it's one that I will remember forever. I mean, it was just the most surreal feeling other than like, you know, having kids. Um, it's, it, it's just, it's just a really cool thing. And I'm glad I was able to experience it with other people. I'm glad there were witnesses because that would be my luck. I get a hole in one and no one sees it. And then no one's yeah, going to, no one would ever believe me if I had a real one. Hell no. No, no one would believe you. No one would believe me. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So uh, how does that, like, that's gotta be, how do you golf the rest of your round without thinking I hit a hole in one? Well, the one thought I kept thinking was on the trip, I had yet to break 90 and I was hoping at least once or twice I would be able to break 90. So I, I thought, okay, I just had a hole in one on the third hole. There's no excuses today. I will break 90. I have to just by default. So I start playing and I made a par two holes later. So I'm like, okay, moving along. Good, good, good. I'm hitting good shots. I'm hitting well off the tee. I get to the seventh hole and I make an eight. The eighth hole, I make a six. The ninth hole, I make a six. I make a turn, I make another six. Then on holes 12 and 13, I get sevens. So now, now I'll be lucky if I shoot 95 because I'm just, I, I started missing fairways, started hitting really stupid shots. Half the holes I was playing into were in the wind, so it was knocking everything down. So then, I finished on a good note. The last four holes, I parred three of the last four, and I had three straight greens in regulation to finish. So I shot, I shot 92, but I was just really disappointed that I couldn't break 90 after having a hole in one. And really, the mindset, like at times, it was hitting you like, "Yeah, dude, you just had a hole in one. Like, relax. Who really cares how you shoot?" But I was also trying to stay focused that, no, I want to break 90. I have a handicap to keep. So I want to make sure that this one's going to be, you know, valuable that will keep my handicap where it needs to be. See, I would argue that while you hit a shot off the tee that then went into the hole, Mm -hmm. I would argue that's actually not a pure hole in one. A hole in one has to be like, you have to nothing but net it. Oh, come on. No, it's gotta, it's gotta be a shot that you, Drop right into the cup. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happened and it actually bounced out of the cup because (laughs) it came in that hot. That is probably the coolest way to have a hole-in-one, though. Um, I guess another cool way of having the hole-in-one is like, you know, the way – wasn't it Jordan Spieth the other day at the PGA? He was putting, and then the ball was right on the edge, and then it was just slowly – slowly turning and then it finally dropped that would be a really cool way to get a hole in one too i got a piece of audio here that i played the other day and i'm gonna play it for you okay you know what it is oh no this was uh what year was this the rebuild audio there you are oh god was it like 16 17 the fact that you have the audio is really scary oh i saved it right away I played it on Friday's show. Oh, man, dude, I don't want to listen to this. Why? Because I don't. And can, I just, can I just tell you something? I want to defend you. What? Okay, what, 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 why do you want to defend me? I was wrong. Let me just play 20 seconds. 
All right, let's get this over with. Brewers fans to get their hopes up to think that this Brewers team should be, we should be talking World Series or we should at least be talking postseason come 2020. I think this rebuild that David Stearns is putting together right now is going to take at the minimum five years. It's going to take a while. This could take five, six, seven, eight years because what I believe is the true talent of this organization is sitting in your farm system right now. And once they come up to the big leagues, it's going to take a couple of years before you really know what they are in addition. So again, let's take let's take a prospect like Lucas Ersig, who I'm really let's, hot. Let's take a guy like Lucas Ersig. Lucas Ersig, eight years after you gave that monologue on the Thrill Michaels show, did make his major league debut as a pitcher. Gave oh. up two hits and an earned run for the Oakland A's on Friday night. Um, Joe, the Brewers haven't won shit since, so. No. Some would argue they're still in a rebuild. Yeah, they're um, they're not going anywhere. And um, we're all clowning I, you. We're we're all clowning you. If I was you, I'd be like, I'd be like, all you sons of bitches, you say you you save this audio. Look, the Brewers were in. A, this is me being you. What I would do, okay. the, the Brewers were in a spot where they were screwed, and so you had to look at draft picks. And we did it before with Weeks, Fielder, and Hart. You have to wait for these guys. And then you have to wait for them to get there. And you wait for them to get there. And look at the Brewers. All these guys that we thought would be attractive at the time haven't done shit. So yeah. this rebuild that we're waiting on, oh, and then and then someone, and then you'll say someone will call in and say, Oh, what do you mean? The Brewers have been good. They've been good. I remember them in a in a this had to be after 2018, right? When did Ursa <laughs> get drafted? Because that kind of sways my argument. Uh, he was probably like 20, 2015, 2016. Oh, then never mind. They made the NLCS in 18. Never mind. Your take was stupid. Well, <laughs> but, but that, that was, you know what? I still stand by the fact that for a lot of baseball players, and this is why they're under the contracts that they are through the minor leagues. And then once they get called up, they're under these long rookie contracts. It is does take time for the majority of these guys before they really find it. I mean, it's, it's just hard to have a hot prospect, stay hot throughout the minor leagues, get to the big league level and continue to play on that really high level. Like it's just, it is, that's a rare thing because those are the, those are the superstars. Those are the best guys. So like all I was trying to say back then was, Guys, it's going to take some time here. I just don't expect this thing to just happen overnight. You got to be fair to these guys because they're young and it's it's a process. So like people will people will always hold that shit over my head forever. But nobody um, ever should have. You should have been able to say it and move on with your life. But yeah. I'm such an asshole. Well, mo- a lot of people are assholes. And 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 that's just the way it is because they think they know more than you. And therefore, you know, they think, well, if Radio Joe's on the air saying stuff like that, I, I know I'm, I'm better than him. I should be on the air saying things smarter. But let's be honest, Bart, like the, I don't want to say the majority, but I would say about 50% of sports talk is based on predictions. That's what we do. We have to predict. We have to gauge. Hmm, we have to me. use hmm. Well, we, we have to use what we see and what we feel and say, 
well, this guy sucks. This guy isn't any good. Or this guy is going to be good. And here's why I feel that way. And a lot of times we're wrong. I was wrong about Lucas Ursag. I was wrong about Keston Hira. I think a lot of Brewer fans were wrong about Keston Hira. But I was right about Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns was someone that that I kept watching him in the minor leagues. I'm like, dude, this guy is going to be a stud. Don't trade him. Well, look what we got. We got a Cy Young winner out of him. So, like, and do, do I see anyone out there saying, hey, Joe, you were right on the money about Corbin Burns. Wow, you, you were – you really stood your ground on Corbin Burns. No one wants to hear that. No one wants this to hear is, that. This is why I like doing a podcast because I feel like um, when you're doing a podcast – I, I don't think anyone's hate listening to my podcast. You have to be pretty much a psycho if you're hate listening to my podcast. But on the radio – you know that you're still it's still a place where you can just uh, you know you turn it on yeah. and then it comes a routine and then you can like hate listen to some of these people and there was there's so many people that just flat out hate you me yeah. and like though they're 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 people that don't agree with anything you say and don't don't like that you exist and i feel like uh i don't deal with that as much anymore maybe on twitter God, I post about this Brewers logo, and all everyone wants to do is uh, apparently, apparently, people like the '90s Brewers logo. Who fucking knew? <laughs> but uh, everybody wants to be such a dick about it. I will ask you: Do you look back fondly on your career, or do you have a chip on your shoulder? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. No, I mean, I yeah, I mean, it's the fact that I got to talk sports for a living for about 10 years, the fact that I got to go to all these games, some, yeah, you watch the Badgers lose three Rose bowls. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, big 10 championships. I didn't go to one where they won and people blame me for being there. I blame and that, you. And that, I'm an asshole. Yeah. You know, again, just people being assholes. Um, same thing with the Rose bowl. But yeah, like I, I got to do a lot of cool stuff that I could never have dreamt of as a kid. Like, you know, I it, like when I was a kid, being able to sit anywhere near home plate was like huge. Like, oh man, look how close I get to be to these baseball players. This is this is so cool. I mean, I got to interview these guys. I got to be around. I got to sit in the dugout in the afternoons and put a microphone to Craig Council's face or Ron Renicky's face. I mean, I got to go to Bucks games. I got to, you know, be a part of those playoff runs where, you know, the Bucks shit the bed. But no matter what, it was the experience. And yeah, I mean, I'm always going to look back on all of those things and look back at all the memories working with you guys in the in the studio um, and doing a lot of funny stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, not many people can say they got to do that for a living. Do I have a chip on my shoulder from time to time about certain things? Yeah, but I'll keep that to myself because the radio business, it, it's, it, it is a cutthroat business. And there's a lot of bullshit that, you know, the average listener, they, they don't really want to hear your problems or your complaints about the business because they look at it and say, dude, shut up. You're, you get to live the dream. Most people don't get to do that. But yeah, there's there's some things in my career I can look back on and you know, you know, wish maybe something was went a better way or maybe you know, nah. I just I'll just keep it at that. But overall, the the experience and all that was pretty darn cool. 
I have many chips on my shoulder, and I talk about it all the time. That's kind of my brand. I want to say one thing specifically about the radio business, and specifically in Milwaukee. We don't, we <laughs> don't, I don't need to, you know, use this time to shit on personalities. I don't need to do that. That's not, that's, I just, I just want to, I just want to understand, get people to understand for a second how the ratings work because everybody, you, you have no, you have no access to any of the ratings, the, the normal person, except for the six plus rating, which is people six and older. You can go look at that at any time. It's what the newspapers print. It's what the trade front lines print. And all the sports stations are like way at the bottom. And that's a, that, that's very low. In Milwaukee, we're way at the bottom. In Chicago, their station's high. In New York, their station's high. But in Milwaukee, we're way at the bottom. We were all fighting for a piece of the same pie. And so when you see like, oh, 97.3, the game has a, how's that? The Like a 1.3 and we have a 1.1. Like they're not beating us. It's tied. We're all the same. And then what happens? Uh, the they someone Barrett just posted the adult men ratings that we actually cared about the twenty five fifty four, and we were all at the end. We were all hovering like a two eight or a three four. You know, we're all we were all like the same. We didn't go away because um, we were getting beat. We went away because redacted as bart is an employee currently of odyssey so we didn't go away for any reason that we had in our control i look at the recent ratings that were posted mm-hmm. and it's still like a 3-4 espn and a 3-4 the game they haven't picked up anybody this, this is what i'm upset about one sports station completely went away mm-hmm. they haven't picked up anybody the game has the packers they got the packers they the have like, yeah. the no cum boost Sports yep. radio is bad. And the people that would tell me, oh, you guys went off the air because you you talk too much sports. Fuck you. That's that's the chip on my shoulder. Yeah. I, I only argue against sports radio because it's bad and they could be better. And it offends me on a personal level. So I've said yeah. that 90 times, but I felt like there had to be some dialogue of it in this particular conversation. Yeah, I could... I could get into some real, I, I mean, I could speak very frank about the other two stations. I don't know if I should though. No, who um, knows? You may, you may be producing the pipe bombs in the mornings in five years. Who knows? Well, it, it's just, I think it's comical that a lot of the, a lot of the guys that we used to work with at 1250, like they're over at the game and they're just being like, not even utilized. Yeah. Like no one's being used over there. The it, the only the only person that has broken through over there that they've given um, you know ample opportunities to who's killing it is is Baby Tausch. That's it. But they had he, to give him like a three year probation. Yeah, I, he had to like go through rituals to prove he belonged. Yeah, and he it's just like, he should have had his own show immediately the day he went over there. It, absolutely, but that's the thing. Like you know, I'm really happy for Baby Tausch. Some of the other former 1250 personalities are there, but you never hear from them. Like, where's Chuck? Where is Chuck? Where, where's Chuck? I mean, I, how how is it that KB can be on full-time in the afternoon and Chuck Freeman can't even be on a damn show? Like, how is that – how does that make any sense whatsoever? I knew I'd keep proud and I'd get something out of you. I – Dude, I yell at my radio a lot, and I know you give me crap because it's like, Joe, just just listen to my podcast. That's all you need to do. And I do, 
But when I'm on that drive in the morning to work from, you know, I'm on the road from 815 to 845 because I go up to Menominee. No, I get it. Something. The radio has uh, radio. I mean, podcasts are the future and that on-demand audio, but there's still an advantage that radio has or deep press. Yeah. What, what podcast you have to podcast you have to press, press, press. Radio, yes. you just have to press. Press. Once. And I my issue is they don't they, meaning basically anyone on a radio, they don't understand that advantage and they take it for granted. Yeah. I just don't want these people to take it for granted. Well, and that's the you thing. Could, that's... You could get blindsided. Well, I always knew it was coming. I I'm a stewardship of radio. I, everyone's going to lose their job three or four times if you stay in the business long enough. Yeah, it's that that's that's the business. And, you know, I don't I certainly don't want to see anyone lose their jobs at either one of the stations. I, I'm not I'm not saying that at all. It, it's just yeah, me neither. What, no, it, it's I don't. I don't. No, no. It, it's just my thing is. When I put on those two stations in the morning, coming off of a Packer game, coming off of a, a big Brewer game or a big Bucks game, I want to hear what every sports fan is talking about the next day. Like, what is the topic du jour that we, we were, were all talking about from last night? And instead, I just hear a lot of nonsense from both of those stations, stuff that is – it's – if you're going to like do some bits or you're going to do some things that are clever little topic ideas that are not going to be like what people want to talk about in the morning, at least make it entertaining. It's not even funny. Like, like both of those stations have every chance to win me over as a listener. I'm a, I, I'm a listener now. Okay. Yeah. Free agent. And, and so as a listener, what I want to hear in the morning is sports talk. I want to hear I mean, what are your thoughts on that Packer game last night? No, instead, we 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 hear trivia, non-sports trivia. Why? Hey, trivia from time to time is okay. But you got to make like it entertaining. At nine. You got to make it entertaining. And some people are naturally entertaining on the radio, and there's other people that are not. And for morning shows especially – you got to have your most entertaining personality on in the morning. And be, because that, that's the way morning drive should be. And so the people that I listen to in the morning are not entertaining. They're not funny. They're not, they're not naturally funny. They're just trying to be funny and it's always forced. And I switch the station and I switch it to the other station and I hear the same crap. And it's just like, what? Guys, you're. I know I'm not the only listener here that feels this way, and I think a lot of the 1250 listeners are in that same boat where it's like they want to hear good, entertaining sports talk in the morning, and they don't get that. And that goes for the rest of the shows throughout the day. Hell, Baby Tausch's show with Mike Heller is probably the most sports talk that I can hear during the day, and that's usually during my lunch break. But these other shows are just, they're not, they don't come close to that. They're, they don't come close to what I'm accustomed to as a listener and what I've been accustomed to as a producer and a host when I did this for the last 10 years. 
Well, I'm having you on more since uh, I, I I don't want to talk about it anymore. I feel like I'm petty, but you're a fresh voice to say all the shit that I want to say. So um, I, you know what I've been, and I can say even more. It's just well, that's not it, why I want to talk to you, but I want to talk to you about the whole one in Ursig, but hey, I, also I thought this might happen. Well, and look, I mean, I don't anticipate me ever going back into sports talk. It's I, I just I don't see the opportunities. So I'm not I don't want to try and burn bridges with the other two stations, but I'm just trying to speak from the standpoint of a listener because oh, they don't care, Joe. That's that's the that's the problem. And they and that care. And then you're that, wrong. Your complaints <laughs> to either are on deaf ears. They don't they don't care. And yeah, that's who, what I'm speaking out against. They don't who, I want to get off of this. I'm sorry. I, who I gives who who gives a rat's ass what I have to say? I mean, whatever. You know, no well, one cares. I'll tell you one I, more thing before I uh have to actually go work on the radio. Oh yeah, that's right. You're beginning to be on CBS today. What I've noticed the most from leaving radio in terms of what I consume, mm-hmm. I don't watch the Brewers as much as I was. Yeah. Yeah. Are you watching them every day? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. And it's the same thing with the Bucks. Like the oh, regular I watched every day. No, nah, you know what? The the regular season, you know, it's just it's not must-see television for me. It, it's just not. I'll 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 put it on when I feel like it. Um and you know, I will. I still follow along with the team. I still, I still look at the damn box scores every day. I, you know, I keep up with them, but I just don't sit there and just try to watch every game every single day. It's just, it, it I, I just don't. I, I, I don't do that anymore. And believe me, it, at times in when I did this for a living, it became a chore. Like it, it really did. Like there's just there's just nights where you don't want to watch sports. You just want to do something else. I don't think I'll ever watch a Wisconsin basketball game that's not NCAA tournament again. Yeah, there you go. See? I certainly won't watch Marquette. I I've disavowed all things Marquette on this program. Hey, by the way, um, have you been watching Law and Order? We have five weeks to catch up on. Oh, oh, we- did you finish this week's? Yeah, my wife and I just finished SVU and Organized Crime. And they need it's to stop bringing these people in for like eight weeks and then getting them off the show. That that I've seen. Well, yeah, and I, I guess I don't have a problem with it because the characters are not like people. I'm like, oh man, why did they get rid of him or her? Like, I'm I that doesn't bother me, but I just want to know like where this is going to go with Benson and Stabler. Oh, like they're just. Hates it. Because they never had chemistry like this on the first run. Right. And now they're yeah, pretending they're, they did. They're just – the writers are constantly leading us on here to see if this is going anywhere. But at some point, it need, there needs to be an end game here. Are, are they, are they going to hook up or not? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Ross and Rachel of our, of our generation. Yes. Joe, I love you, buddy. Good to see you. Love you too, buddy. Thanks for having me. Anytime I'll come on. You know that. Hey, Bart Stug. Damn, I just got done. I was, I've been drinking. I'm sorry. You're not drinking right now, but that's okay. Um, it's nice to take a break from drinking, but I've been hitting the high life all night. And I watched the end of the Heat game. 
Celtics. And you know me, I am a diehard Boston hater. And damn, damn, it was just nice to see him go down to it all home. I have both middle fingers up to the Boston Celtics fans as they were walking out with a loss. So go Heat. I know they beat us, but I can't stand the Celtics. And I had middle fingers to every one of those pricks from Boston, and they can kiss my ass. Go home, and I hope they don't make the playoffs. I hope they don't win this series. I just want the I want to see the Heat beat the Celtics. Have a good day. Bye. All right, that was Doug and Racine. Um, a drunk call on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART. Carl's Place has the golf simulators that you need, so if you want to be the next Michael Block, you can go ahead and do that. I mean, Carl, you guys should be reaching out to Michael Block before Live Golf does. Uh, Block's playing in the next week tournament, too. That's pretty cool, the Charles Schwab. Um. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart for golf simulators. Just some normal guy. Only in golf could that happen. I think golf should keep doing that. Just pluck a guy out of the crowd every day and say, you're playing now. If he sucks, oh, whatever. He played a free 36. If he's good, he got a new story. I mean, it was the closest thing we've seen to Happy Gilmore since the movie. So Doug, that, that was from Friday. Doug has not contacted me. To not play that. So, Doug, either you are fine with that being played. It was harmless. You just had a few. Or you don't remember. So, either one. Uh, But good to hear from you, Doug. All right. I found what will get me back into the Brewers. And that is betting on the games. I don't want to be the one to keep talking about how I'm not that into the Brewers. Even though I just did with Joe. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I know that that's, that's no fun for anybody. What am I trying to prove? I'm just, you know, telling you about some changes and uh, how my life's a little different after covering the team every day. Or, yeah, I covered the team. I was there. Friday, they lose one nothing. I didn't really watch the game. So Saturday, I said, I'm going to bet on this game. And I did, and they lost. 8-4, but I watched it. And then Sunday, I said, all right, I bet $10 lost yesterday. Let's bet 25 today on them to win. They were underdogs on the money line. I bet against the sweep. I know Freddie's been struggling a little bit, but I thought he could get it done. They were up 3-0, then gave up a home run, and then were able to get some runs back on the board thanks to my guy, William Contreras. And the Brewers won 6-4. to four. Now, I know that the Brewers, uh, I mean, we lightly touched on it, like what's the long-term situation with the Brewers? in the uh, 2023 season. Are they good enough that they can win the central and get in the playoffs? They're one game up on the pirates. Cardinals are all of a sudden in third place, only five back. So that was quick. I mean, 21 and 27 is not that great, but they are only five back because the brewers in first are just 25 and 21. Willie Adamas mentioned that this is a, this was, this was a specific game they needed to win to realize they could do it. The Brewers, they started the season winning five of six series. They've now lost seven of the last nine series. So it was good for them to get the win. Sometimes you just need a win to refresh the mojo. And I know the starting pitching situation uh, has been a real problem. Not only are they getting a new reliever up here every other day, 
But the starting pitching situation, everybody's getting hurt. The Wade Miley injury is longer than anticipated. I was expecting him to be a two-star pitcher for me this week. Corbin Burns will pitch on Monday. They've yet to announce someone for Tuesday. Wednesday, it looks like it's going to be Adrian Hauser. I could go to that game Wednesday, but then I'm going to want a beer. Can I go to a brewery game and not have a beer? Maybe Shea will want to go. We'll see. Early 12-10 start on Wednesday, so that game will be done by like 1.30. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I've been into the Brewers a little bit more and excited to watch a series against the Astros. And then after the Astros play, the Brewers, and after the Lakers and Nuggets will be live on the YouTube channel on Monday night. Couple other things going on um, with Radio Joe talking. We talked a little bit about Milwaukee Radio. I mean, it was gonna happen. It had to. Here's my problem, and I want to bring this up on audio and not on Twitter. I don't want to chirp at these guys on Twitter because then I'll just look like an asshole. And maybe I can limit that a little bit. But like some of these tweets that I saw this weekend from other radio TV guys in the market, Dan Needles since retired from Channel Twelve. I hate Taco Bell. Went there tonight anyways in a condom walk. Waited in drive through line for more than half hour. Only five cars in front of us. Fast food. Service is the same level as Pertillo's. Hashtag worst ever. Can people have a bad experience at a store in their life and keep it to themselves? Anyone. Keep a bad experience to yourself challenge. Also, don't infringe on frames bit. And the, the, they probably got some good tacos. He didn't take a picture. 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 Yeah, he didn't take a picture. Weird. He didn't take a picture. He probably had a good, delicious, meaty-ass taco. I just, I, I don't understand. Like, at Delta Air, I was delayed two hours. What do you, what do you want? Do you want all planes to be grounded so you can get a personal escort? And I, I feel like that's what it is. What do you want at Southwest? Uh, uh, my flight. Ch- then like they have customer service departments. If you hate Taco Bell, Dan message, Taco Bell. The receipt invites you every time you go to Taco Bell to give your feedback. And if you do, you're entered to win money. Do that. Don't go on Twitter. Again, this is minor league shit. Doug Russell. I have eight keys on my key ring. Fully half of them, I have absolutely no idea what they open. I have a car key, key from my office at work, my house key, a key from my parents' house, and four stragglers. WTH. Then take the keys off, Doug. What do you... What do you You've got this magic door that you think is going to pop up in front of you someday. Or you're going to be transported to, oh, wait a minute. I'm at my childhood home. I wonder if this key works. Oh, my God. You think you're going to be driving along Lakeshore Drive one day and there's going to be a treasure chest sitting there and say, I wonder if this key does it. Wow. A pirate's booty. Get rid of the keys. Also, Thanks for letting us know you have a key to your parents' house. Next time I see you, a little five-finger discount, and I'm going to Ma and Pa Russell's and snooping around. 
Get rid of the keys. Also, this is not your diary. What are you doing? But I don't want to like. See, I I can explain it here. If I if I talk to him on Twitter, it's like, oh, Bart's just being a dick. No, I'm generally wondering why this happens and trying to offer some assistance. That's all I've been doing today. Admirals, be above the fray. A lot of people like you. You're not going to win any new fans by pointing out that you're not an NHL team. Doug, no one gives a shit about what you have in your pockets. Dan, shut the fuck up. My God. I know every one of my tweets isn't going to go in the Smithsonian, but shit. Just embarrassing. Also embarrassing, the MLS, real quick. They gave their main TV rights to Apple. And so Apple, you have to, if if you're a fan of a team, you basically have to pay $15 a month to watch your favorite soccer team because they have the rights to every game. There's no regional sport networks anymore. And sometimes they are for free. So if you're just an MLS fan, you can watch a couple games for free on the weekends. And they have this thing called MLS 360, which you can also watch. It's like a red zone kind of wraparound show for soccer. And if you don't want to pay for uh, MLS but are interested in the league, it's a great way to watch and stay connected with the league. Well, the Apple numbers are struggling. They're not getting subscriptions because they're charging $15 a month for MLS. Take the first hint. So they put it on YouTube this Saturday night for free as a promotion, 450 people watched it. That was the highest at one time. What is this? A Bart Bucks YouTube stream? I mean, 450, that's all you're getting? This is Major League Soccer. So I thought that was pretty embarrassing. All right, folks, good uh, chatting with you. Lots to kind of touch on over the weekend. Any of it that strikes a chord, you can leave a voicemail. Uh, But I think the best way is to jump on live, whether it's comments on YouTube or if you want to be on the stream, we'll do a live after Monday. I am hosting for Zach Gelb on Monday night as well. That'll be on the fan in Milwaukee. And then I'll drive home, catch the end of the Nuggets and Lakers. And then when that game is final, I'll pop on the YouTube stream. Thanks to Dan Chaney. So, Good to hear from Joe. Always great to hear from you guys. Uh, Like and subscribe, of course, all that stuff. Uh, It is appreciated. And we will talk to you Monday night.